0: Hello, friends and family. Welcome. Pandemonium Rains. I'm Dan. He's Mike. I'm pretty. He's sexy. (laughs) It's been a minute since we've been with you guys uh, and even been with you guys together. Um,
1: What hurts the most?
0: Rascal Flats have entered the chat. (laughs) Yeah. We're excited to be with you guys, before we jump into things, I'll make sure that you hit the like button, you hit the subscribe button, you hit the, so true story, it really helps us a lot, especially on places like YouTube, where you do hit the like button. Uh, it does great things for the algorithm. Um, it does terrible things for the algorithm when you don't uh, listen to the entire episode. At least just turn us on. If you don't listen to us anymore, turn the volume down. Give us the credit that we, that we deserve here. We're doing this Thank for you. free, y'all. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, today we're gonna to begin a new series. I feel like I'm entering youth pastor mode right here with a sermon series. We're gonna begin a new series on Pandemonium Rights Podcast. We're gonna look at the <clears throat> first year head coaches and we're gonna give our best case, worst case scenario uh for each one of these each one of these teams. And we're gonna to start today with the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Mike. When you hear the term words, when you hear the noun Nebraska cornhuskers, what are the first words that come to your mind?
1: First words, the first feeling that I get is a little blue. It's a little sad. Uh, they're not in a state and they haven't been in a state that I like for them. They've been in a state similar to and worse than uh, even our Tennessee vaults. And, you know, think about all the times that these programs were on a different trajectory, on a Dominant trajectory together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it makes me sad for, my gosh, yet again, the programs are linked in fan bases. Look at the loyalty of the fan base in Nebraska, man. I mean, mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful fan base. I want them to have the success that, that we've felt ourselves creeping into, inching into. Mm-hmm. Um, like Matt Rule, wish you, you know, it, it could work out for their sake that he went to the NFL, but wish you had never taken that route. But. We're about to tell you all the things, all of our feelings and opinions about the Cornhuskers and hope there's a a return to prominence in there somewhere for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel the same. I like Nebraska, you know, growing up as a as a 90s kid, you know, maybe didn't see them on TV all the time, but they were sure as heck in the conversation there. were I remember uh, being in elementary school at the cafeteria, the lunch table, having, you know, that week's newspaper and reading and looking at, you know, last week's games, upcoming, always seeing them in the AP Top 25. Uh, arguably, we could have been national champions in 97 had we not run into the the monster that was Nebraska. Um, did an absolute number on Peyton and company. But anyway, yeah. um, <clears throat> that is a long time ago. Wow. Yes, it is. A lot has changed in the world of the Corn Huskers, including coaches, including conferences. Um I did discover, I don't know if there's any truth to this, but it sounds like, you know, we've praised their fan base a lot. You know, they've they've sold on every game since JFK, right? It sounds like their boosters have bought these tickets. Oh yeah. There's been yeah. there's
1: been some, you know if you want to call it they've fudged the numbers a little bit. They've cooked the books a little bit. Who can blame them? I mean, think yeah. about just the loyalty if Tennessee had the loyalty from boosters like that where they weren't strong arming coaching searches and things like that, think about where Tennessee could could have been sooner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely a little a little fudging going on there, a little book cooking, but still admirable. I mean, just the turnout that they still have. If even mm-hmm. if the seat the tickets are purchased but the seats are empty. yeah. I mean, they haven't they haven't put out a product that deserves that
0: type of loyalty, which I admire. Exactly, exactly. We're going to shift this to Matt Rule, who is now the head coach of Nebraska, and I love this hire. I love love this hire. He has quite a resume of uh, rebuilding, uh, most notably Temple and Baylor, the the dumpster fire that was Baylor. Yes, the world of mess. You can probably allude more to that <clears throat> in the coming content if you want to. But just, you know, as I started digging into this, just some just some things I wanted to throw out there before we dive into the conversation. And Nebraska just finished their sixth straight losing season. This is what I meant, you know, when I say that they've come a long way since the 90s. They are 56 and 35 since leaving the Big 12. Frazier, all these, all these, all these, I could go, I'm not even going to, okay, I'm going to stop right there with Frazier. All these names out of the 90s, right? These guys are just rolling over in in their beds at night. Like, oh, the agony. Such a long ways away. 2016 was their last winning season, going 9-4, and uh, running into Butch Jones in a bowl game, (laughs) losing that game. Yeah. Um but some real quick things on on Matt Rule as as we get into this. Um <clears throat> didn't do well in his first seasons at Temple at Baylor went 2 and 10 at Temple went 1 and 11 at Baylor. In just a few words, what do you think Nebraska fans can expect without getting into the scenarios here? What do you think they can expect year 1?
1: Man and I, you know, this is like a little, little summa, summary, well, summarization of of what I've got here for for the series that we're doing. But I think they have to hits their 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 belts, their wagons to progress. I mean, whether it's increasing the speed of the team, in, unfortunately, a lot of areas, you know. But even if it's one area or two, that can that you can really kind of just, hey, we. We left a lot, a lot of wins out there that we wish we'd had in 2023. Mm-hmm. But boy, did we do X, Y, or Z really well? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I always, I, I had this misconception for for Matt Rule for a long time because of the nature of his rebuilds,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because of his meteoric rise in in coaching there for a while, mm-hmm. that he was this just just crazy offensive guy. That's it. Well, he he's done that at times. He's worked in, so, and that's the thing, he's a chameleon. He has worked in so many roles, so many position groups that he's worked with, but I I really hope that translates to at least progress. Mm -hmm. Some area needs to break through in 2023 to to give hope to recruits, to give hope to fans, to continue that loyalty, and to show that there is going to be something built out of, again, a, a really, really big rebuild. What would be his probably most impressive rebuild because of the 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 name Nebraska mm. because of the legacy there, mm-hmm. uh, that's what that's what I hope they see and see soon is progress. So he'll kind of be a miracle worker if yeah. he does it soon. Yeah, but really, really hopeful for them because I agree it's a it's a really nice hire, going out and getting someone that many teams want in mm-hmm. the shape that you've been and even even having nailed you thought you nailed the last coaching hiring coach Scott Frost.
0: Yeah, 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 uh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Let's. I, I want to talk recruiting and transfer portal stuff real quick before we get into their schedule and then their scenarios. They did pretty dang well in the portal, you know, considering yeah. you know where you've been coming off you know four and eight seasons, twenty fourth ranked um class about super recruiting class uh, transfer portal class, uh, and just some notable names. Obviously, the being the most prominent Eric Gilbert and quarterback Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech. We had our offensive tackle. From Georgia, got an edge rusher from Georgia, a receiver from Virginia. These seem to be the guys that they are excited about. I want to point out recruiting, and then let's get into schedule. 24th, according to 247-ranked recruiting class, highlighted by nine defensive linemen. Wow. Wow. So, uh, five of those guys being edge rushers. I think Matt Roll is saying... This game revolves around the quarterback. We're gonna make sure the other guy can't stand, right? Yeah. Uh, four offensive linemen, five defensive backs. Their schedule, as we get into this, now that we know you know a little bit, you know, there's gonna be arguably a, a quarterback battle. You're gonna have a a, a target in Eric Gilbert. Hopefully, um, the schedule. I don't know that I'd call this thing favorable.
1: No. Uh, This is going to be one of those, like, to bring it back to our terms for a minute, this is like a Tennessee schedule where you're facing the gauntlet and you're facing an up-and-coming, you know, a buzz, gosh, just loaded with buzz, loaded with fanfare, Colorado, Dion, you're going mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't even have a home game until week three. You know, you don't start out easy. So, yeah, less than favorable for sure, among the hardest in the nation.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's how we're gonna start this conversation. Uh, let's let's walk through the schedule game by game. Let's just spend a, t- a ton of time on each game, but just maybe highlight some things. Um, and so we'll give our prediction. We'll give our ceiling, what they think they're actually capable of. What the floor is. What the bottom is. And let's talk best case worst case scenario. And we'll get into that. Um, or I'll explain more as we as we get into that when it comes to time. They're gonna they're gonna begin the season two games on the road. First game. At Minnesota, what you got happening here?
1: That is a that's that's not an easy start because because they are consistent, they are they're fairly stable under PJ Fleck. I don't see a scenario. I've got I've got this game as a loss. Whether I'm looking at it, you know, from what is the best case, or if I'm looking at it from the dire straits, just what are we what are we doing here? I, I don't see a path to victory that in that game unless it's just one of those really, really down Minnesota teams reloading. I know they've lost, they lose pieces every year, but I've got this one as a loss just due to the consistency and stability at Minnesota.
0: I think consistency and stability at Minnesota is a great way to describe that. And you throw that in with the fact that it's just too early. You're talking about game one under the rule era. You don't even have time to get your, your feet up underneath you. I've got this as a loss as well. Uh, Again, we're going to be talking about the worst-case scenario, and this is not my worst-case scenario, but a, a bad thing that could happen going from summer into game one is that you don't have your quarterback. You don't know who that is, and if, they, if they're if they doing that at this point, it screams loss. Um, yes. I, don't, I don't think that, that that kind of thing is going to happen underneath a guy like Matt Rule, but needless to say, a lot of stability versus establishment or establishing I'm gonna put that in the loss of the Nebraska category. Mm-hmm. They're gonna turn around. They're gonna go from traveling east to traveling west, southwest, Colorado to face Deion Sanders. What you got? Yeah.
1: I do think there's this, this game is is one of the more toss-uppy games on the schedule. The only issue is whereas your you know, your roster is probably in a fairly similar place, all things considered until you consider the Dion factor and him bringing the very best pieces from his last stop to where he is now. Now, Nebraska did. They got in the portal, like you mentioned. I just it, – what it comes down to for me is the Sanders, Dion, and Shadur versus all of the new and hosting this game for Colorado. Yeah. That, it again, makes it feel like an uphill battle for Nebraska because, like you mentioned, the quarterback – you know, unknownness of the situation mm-hmm. uh, for Nebraska, mm-hmm. but again, I think there's a path to victory here because if I'm going to pick a, you know, just a surgical coach, if I'm going to take the the more established coach in the situation, I'm going to take Rule. But who can who can work with the most? Who can do what with the best with what they have? Mm-hmm. I'm afraid that it's Dion. I would like to see Nebraska win this game, and again, it is one of the more toss uppy games because of where Colorado's been. So I'm I'm feeling that it could be a loss because of the quarterback position. Hopefully, hopefully they'll change my mind there in week
0: one. I don't know if this is Deion Sanders' first home game in Colorado. Is it?
1: Mm, they, that's a good question.
0: Their first game is TCU. Is it not?
1: I'm feeling like they go to TCU.
0: Okay. Well, let's just say this: if you if you're looking that up real quick, if if this is if this is Deion's first home game in Boulder. The mojo will be enough to, uh, to to catch a win here. I think. Yeah, I, th- I think. I think. I know this is year one for Dion as well, but I think they're going to have a little bit more stability. Shadour is already familiar with his head coach, right? Yeah, you know, and there's potential that where they're going to be looking at the same offensive and defensive schemes. You've got Cavassier, Smoke, who we're familiar with, being in the backfield. You got five star corner receiver Travis Hunter. There's some names there that just I. I I I think this game is winnable for Nebraska. Now, I don't think it's likely winnable. I don't think it's highly winnable. I think it's winnable, you know, but I got it as a loss.
1: Yeah, uh, so Colorado does travel to. They travel to TCU. Um, so it's first home game for Dion. A lot of buzz going to be happening there unless they just lay a complete, I mean, just get smoked by TCU somehow. It's going to be very, very hostile, yeah. as hostile as they can be. Yeah. At Colorado, yeah. and I think one of the best case scenarios for Nebraska in this game is that you know the step up from the previous stop is too much for Shadur Sanders, and that's that's what it would really have to be. The downside is that they really really need some speed on their defense, and hopefully the the talent transfusion plus the portal can be that for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. Uh, week three, game three, NIU.
1: I am uh, going benefit of the doubt here. Benefit of the doubt, going with a dub, and hoping that I'm not going to look foolish for that. Couldn't even tell you who the head coach is
0: at NIU. I can't either anymore. Matt Rule gets his first win as a Nebraska Cornhusker head coach. Then they host La Tech. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Win number two, sitting at 22.
1: Win, Win and for sure a must win.
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, you can't lose these (laughs) you can't lose these at all yeah Uh, this next one should should be in my mind fairly quick as well they're going to host michigan loss they're going to catch some some serious hands that day it's a loss uh um quorum run right quorum run left edwards run right Edwards run left play action over the top jj mccarthy oh boy uh, yeah, and I, and, I, and it could be one of those revenge tour type things for Michigan, where they're just kind of you know hell bent on on making a run. You know, yeah, I don't know, Michigan. I think it's just going to be far too much at Champaign, Illinois, taking on the Fighting Brett Balimas. There's just not a good, not a good
1: feeling for me. Not even in one aspect of that game with what Illinois showed last year, with the pieces that they returned. Just anything from it, what they did last year. I'm saying loss, I mean, especially being on the road. And who this this will be a very pivotal time of the year. They would have to have all systems just running without any issue to, to really compete in this game because the Lima will just drag the life out of you in a football game. So, I'm saying loss. Is Cody Brown back for them? I don't believe he is. I don't believe so. Let me let the research team do some work here while you give your opinion on this. Sure, thing. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Illinois, uh, it feels a lot like the Minnesota – at Minnesota at Illinois established versus trying to figure it out now yes rule will be in 5 6 games by this point but i just don't think that's enough uh i like the fact that it's um in champagne if i'm a, if i'm a fighting illinois fan uh, i'd lean i'd lean illinois i do have a word martin next to this game go called steal if there is a game that they can steal i think it's this one yeah um, otherwise, I'm going to put it down as a loss. And while you're still looking it up, I'll go jump into the next one. They're going to host Northwestern. And if you were a football player for Nebraska last year, surely you are pissed off. Uh, I don't. Uh, it, uh, Fitzgerald, I think his time in Northwestern might be coming to an end. Could could take a year, could take two. I'm not sure. I think their trajectory is down. Uh, I'm going to take Nebraska in a week. <clears throat> And a win here.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take Nebraska in that one as well. I think things would really have to fall fall very bad and very much apart uh, for Matt Rule and Nebraska to lose that game. And I agree with the trajectory of Fitzgerald is not good. Yeah, I'm going with a win here. Um, I do have a game later in the schedule that I consider a still, as you alluded to, for Illinois, um, despite Brown being no longer in Champaign.
0: I bet you I can, I could say one of two. Of who it might be, it's either going to be Maryland Maryland or Michigan State.
1: Ooh, that's one. You got one for two there. We'll get there.
0: Oh, okay. Well, maybe. Maybe I've got
1: more than one still here. That's that's probably the case.
0: Maybe it's this game that's next when they host Purdue.
1: That would me. That for me would not be a still. Because I was going to say Purdue downgraded in one of the worst ways at the head coach position. I'm sure there were guys that left with Brom when he went back to Louisville. And this is the situation where we had the coaching swap, right? So they've got mm-hmm. my goodness,
0: um, uh, Ryan Walters, the defense coordinator from Illinois.
1: Okay, never mind. I was thinking, I was thinking it was a true swap between Purdue and Louisville. That's good. That's good. So they did not downgrade quite as much as I thought. But I'm going <laughs> to take Matt Rule in a situation like this, and whatever, whatever they're adapting as we're you know past the halfway point of the season at this point, whatever yeah. they figured out, I'm going to yeah. trust him to put it together when you host Purdue with a first-year coach, Purdue is losing their 14-year starting quarterback. My gosh. Um, you know what I mean? They just had a super COVID senior, if you will, at quarterback mm-hmm. for Purdue for so long now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's there's just going to be a lot to replace there. And I'm going to go Nebraska for this
0: game. Agreed. Agreed. Took it right out of my mouth. That offense is gone. The ability to put up points is gone in, in Brom. Ryan Walters is more of a defensive guy who did really well at 37 years of age, which is weird because he's a year older than me, (laughs) uh, putting up a heck of a defense in Champaign, Illinois. Um, But he's not going to get that figured out uh, year one. No. Uh, This takes us to Nebraska traveling to East Lansing to take on the Spartans of Michigan State. What you got?
1: This is probably a loss. This is in like my minor – Minor still category like if things don't turn around for Mel Tucker in East Lansing, this is probably a very stillable game. Like if the offense still just is not clicking, it's not gelling, they haven't found a way to run the ball more effectively in the absence still
0: mm-hmm. of
1: your boy, um, whose name escaped me at the moment for sure. But, um, but yes, I this is stillable, but this is probably a loss when you talk about again yeah. Mel Tucker starting to establish they should have really just vengeance and, and cleaning up the 2022 season on their mind, mm-hmm. not allowing a first-year coach in the mess that has been Nebraska to come into their house mm-hmm. and steal a game. So I'm saying probable loss here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm going to write you down for a loss so I can put this out later. Yeah, I've got loss as well. I, I don't think talent is the issue in East Lansing. I think coaching was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I expect more, of Mel Tucker and his staff to not let history from 2022 repeat itself. Uh, I'm going to say Mel Tucker in in a very tough Big Ten East division. um, Right that ship just a little bit. Not saying they beat Michigan, not saying they beat Ohio State, not saying they beat Penn State, (laughs) but just fix a lot of errors. Yeah. They're then going to turn around, head home, and host Maryland.
1: So another – Still a bull game here, probable loss, even though they're hosting Maryland. Man, it just talk about again a coach starting to build stability, starting to have some continuity there. Um, in Loxley, I just think it would be a tough, tough thing to do to pull this game off, even at home, yada yada yada. I'm just I'm just feeling like this is probably a loss unless they have truly, truly found lightning in a bottle in what would be uh week ten here, their tenth game of the year, excuse me. Yeah. Um. You know, that's just a that's a hard ask. Is mm-hmm. is young Tagovailoa still there? Or is he finally out of no eligibility? One more year. That's a loss. That's, I'm sorry. It's a loss until I see yeah.
0: otherwise. Yeah. It sounds like the 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 people of Maryland are about done with Mike Locksley, and I just wonder if this would be the case because they think he's done. What six and six, seven and five? Like I don't think he's done anything better than that. But my gosh, the division that you're in. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 aside from Rutgers and Indiana, hello. So yeah. That's tough. I've got I've got Maryland as a loss as well. They're going to turn around. They're going to travel to Wisconsin. And new head coach, Luke Fickle, what you got?
1: So this is a scenario when I talk about coaches that I like, where even though I like Matt Rule a lot and his ability to rebuild, I'm, I'm going to side with Luke Fickle a little bit more. Quarterback will be interesting there. They have been so – so 1700s in the way they played the football game in uh, in at Wisconsin. So yeah. this is going to be interesting for them. If you want to call it a a, an, a rebuild, it's as much as Wisconsin has seen as one in a long time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But again, man, just hosting Nebraska, what they've been this late in the season, I think Fickle will be on the way to figuring it out by then, figuring out who his playmakers are, what he's doing. I mean, truly to goodness, by this point of the season, It's probably a loss again, unless they just find something magical at the quarterback position, or or some way that they can keep themselves in games despite their talent level where it's at right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's. It reminds me of that that head coach that was hired at Nebraska in the early two thousands who wanted to throw it around. uh, With what's going on with Luke Fickle in in Wisconsin, and I can't. I don't know if Wisconsin fans are excited to put the ball in the air or 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 what. They should be, but yeah, good point. Uh, but but anyway, it's just it's just gonna be so strange. nonetheless, um going into the season I'm like Wisconsin's roster better. I don't know what they've done in the portal I don't know what they've done in recruiting um I think by game what is this it's gonna be game 11 that Wisconsin's just gonna be a little bit further along, but the difference the ultimate difference is is just that it's in Madison for me mm-hmm. that's that's big absolutely. I, I've got it as a loss. <laughs> Nebraska's yep. going to end the season hosting Iowa. This is my still game.
1: This is your still. Okay. This is my still game because Iowa might score four defensive touchdowns on you last year and not even have the ball crossed to 50 offensively. They, that's what they might have done. They doubled down on that personnel, that, that offensive coordinator, young Ference, can't remember his first name, but it's Kirk Ference's son at mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. They doubled down on it. Mm-hmm. And that's just – I don't know how you do that in today's game. I, I think Ference is just so established there. He has got such a cool seat, and he's not worried about, you know, the optics of that or, or how much he needs to improve things. That's a terrible look for me. And surely the time is coming where that could cost him in the long run if he doesn't make some sweeping changes as far as how they're playing the game. You cannot just rely on your defense anymore – it will not get it done unless yeah. you have some threat offensively. And they haven't had it, or they've certainly had years where it's not been there, with 2022 maybe being the peak of that. So I think if there's a game that can be stolen, it's hosting Iowa. Maybe the Wills have fallen off, have fallen off for Iowa at that point. Maybe they've not. Maybe Nebraska's in a mess at that point. But I'm calling this a stillable game. Iowa should be favored, but I'm going to ride with rule in one of these games where. They just shouldn't do it, but they're like, hey, yeah, look, this is what we're going to be in the future. Hope you're watching us. Here's how we're going to do it going forward. Just get ready.
0: It's funny that you call this a steal because I'm just out on Iowa. I don't I don't know that McNamara is going to be enough of a difference. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think your woes are in your staff, and you didn't correct that. As you said, they doubled down. Uh, so I don't like it. I don't think it's a steal. I, I think it, what's funny is I believe – Nebraska won this game last year against That's, Iowa. That could be the case. And now that you put it, I'm 99 percent sure. And now you put the game back in Lincoln. I'm riding with I'm riding with the red. So what's what's funny about this is you and I agreed on our predictions perfectly. Every one of them. Every single uh, Minnesota loss, Colorado loss, NIU and Tech wins, Michigan loss, Illinois loss, Northwestern win, Purdue win, Michigan State loss, Maryland loss, Wisconsin lost, Iowa win. That's hilarious. We're like the same person. We are. <laughs> a few miles apart, same person. No kidding. No kidding. But now, if 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 Nebraska can can channel its full potential, what's the ceiling? What's what's the record look like for the ceiling?
1: The ceiling to me, and this is where a little a little bit more patience has to be asked for, has to be granted by the fans there, just a little bit more loyalty. Because again, I think you've got a guy that can really do some things with time with with talent coming into the coming into town but I still think the ceiling is seven and five eight and four if you figure it all out Uh, of course that's not the record prediction that you and I just discussed because I'm trying to see that more through the the realistic goggles then hey what what's the best case scenario here what's the ceiling and and again if I'm looking at the ceiling I think eight would be the ultimate ceiling and that's I mean just everything falling into place. And that just doesn't happen a lot for first year coaches. I'm sorry. First year at the location. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I knew what you meant. Um, I've got it one step up. I've got it at nine and three for their ceiling. All right. And it revolves around this Colorado game. Yeah. Things, Things are firing all cylinders. They bust the chops of the Buffaloes and that sends them on a trajectory where they're able to steal something like an Illinois. They're able to, to win their winnable games against your Michigan States, against your Wisconsin's, your Iowa's, and maybe even, even um, where am I looking at here? Um, when, when your toss up games. So um, I don't, there's a couple that I don't think change. Obviously, I don't think your Michigan changes. I don't think that your Minnesota changes. Um, and I'm not really even sure that your Wisconsin changes. Yeah. But um, nine and three, I think is the ceiling. But if the bottom falls out and things don't go well, like at all, right? Yeah, I think you're staring at four and eight. Yeah, I mean,
1: I even I have a you know my floor here is three and nine because I figured with me looking at eight, maybe nine wins because I, I you know I, I toyed with it for a little while before I set it on seven and five, eight and four. I think there's a chance I'm just looking too optimistic that that rule, maybe, maybe rule doesn't have another rebuild in it. Maybe, maybe this is where the buck stops.
0: Yeah. And, yeah.
1: and I think three is your floor. I think four and eight is more likely than three and nine, mm. but man, if you could find a way just to get to 500, what, what a, what a dub that would be for, for a first year coach in, in
0: rule at yeah. Nebraska. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. No kidding. All right. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and wrap this up in the final minutes of, of the show here. Let's talk best-case, worst-case scenarios. Now, we just gave our ceiling a floor, so we don't mean schedule when we say this. When we say Mm -hmm. best-case scenario, what were the things that went right for Nebraska? What were the things that they were able to figure out that that allowed them to produce, that allowed them to win games, that allowed them to reach their ceiling? The worst-case scenario, what are the things that impacted the floor, right? Yeah. Um, I'd love for you to – to 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 set us off here and just hear what you got. So, if best yeah. case scenario, what what was what is that? What's 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 the reason? Yeah, I've got four bullets
1: for for a best case and four for a worst case. So, Ooh, dang, okay. For, for best case, number one priority for me because I think this is how. I mean, yeah, you got to build level by level, but I think it really starts at quarterback, and I think they need Sims or Chubba Purdy to to take this job from Casey Thompson, put him in the rearview mirror, run away with it. And just be that guy. Give them hope. Give your team hope through the, through your position. Let it run through you. And again, I think that's Chubba or Sims. I don't think that's I don't think that's Casey Thompson. I don't think it's going to work out for him at this level, unfortunately. I mean, he's been a college quarterback for a long time, so I think mm-hmm. he's had his chance. Obviously, Nebraska is devoid of talent in some areas, but I think one of those guys need to take it and absolutely run with it.
0: All right, number one, Sims or Purdy win the job. Cool. Settle yeah. the settle
1: the the competition early. Okay. Yeah. Number two for me is, you know, Anthony Grant still there at the running back position. He sh- mm-hmm. he showed some flashes here and there. I- I'm even thinking back to the Northwestern game last year. So can he, can you rely on him when you need, when you need a first down, you got third and four to six, you, you need a first down to keep the ball, keep, you know, keep your defense off the field. Can you rely on your running game? Can you rely on Grant to do that? And, developing your top receiving target whether it is eric gilbert whether it is the transfer receiver that you mentioned who's going to be the target for those quarterbacks to throw to just develop i'm sorry just locate your number one receiver or your target for him to throw to and then for grant or one of those other guys just to be mr Reliable for you
0: okay all right three
1: three is man this one's tough because this is a big ask uh maybe even as big of an ask as this quarterback position but can that defense change to where – gosh, that Northwestern game last year just stays rent-free in my mind, and I'm not even a Nebraska fan. But can your defense – can they be in position? Because they're probably not going to have the speed to really win you ball games or, or really carry you in games. So can can you win the trenches? Can you be in position? Your linebackers, your, your corners, your safeties preventing balls from just being thrown over your head? Can your defense, you know, salvage enough to let your offense have time, work it work it out as the game goes? What can you prove on defense? Because Lord knows that's been a struggle. Unfortunately, the biggest struggle may be speed there.
0: Can I summarize that by saying, like, defense is serviceable?
1: Yeah, there you okay. go. Okay. Middle okay. of the road defense at worst.
0: Okay. Four?
1: Four. This is the only record-related one that I have, but can you get to 500? I think if you can get to 500, that's best case long-term for your program. That's a huge sign of hope and buy-in for the long-term. So I said 500 bowl eligibility. Just give me something to make me believe that, that you're going to have another rebuild left up your sleeve.
0: Okay. Fair enough. So I just have one for each. (laughs) Okay. You went, you went in depth on me. So rule has got this narrative out on him that he's, he's productive in the trenches. Uh, It seems to be how he won his games at Baylor, how he won his games at temple and i think if they are competitive in the trenches that is enough for them to to reach that 8 and 4 that 9 and 3 if you're getting to the quarterback consistently that means your defense is winning you some games you 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 have so many recent memories of losing one score games yeah and and winning games in the trenches or being serviceable being productive in the trenches is is enough to flip them that that loss to a win and in one score games. Uh Derek Barnett says hello, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. Uh worst case scenario. I'll go ahead and spit mine and then yeah and then and then let you go and and then close us out. <clears throat> um he hired Satterfield as his offensive yeah. coordinator. I think the worst case scenario is you just have some offensive woes. Yeah. Where you don't know what your quarterback is You're not, or when you, if you have him, you're not getting the production. I went and pulled some numbers on Thompson and on Jeff Sims, and they're just not good. Yeah, the stats are not good on either one. So last year, uh, Casey Thompson, who just for fun of it, sits sits at six foot one ninety five. One ninety five. He rushed last year, fifty six attempts, negative twenty one yards. Now you and I know that that counts in, right? Sacks Sacks. and stuff Mm. like that. But that number is going to have to turn up on its head. You, you have yeah. got to fix that. This is what I mean, uh, best-case scenario, fixing the trenches, being serviceable, being competitive in the trenches. Uh, he was 63% on his passes, throwing for 2,400 yards, 17 touchdowns, 10 picks. <clears throat> <clears throat> not good. Not, no. not good at all. Jeff Sims is worse. Uh, yeah. Jeff Sims only played seven games last year, but he stands at 6'4", 220 pounds. He was 58 58- on his passes, only throwing for 1,100 yards, five touchdowns, three picks. Ugh. So I think your, your, your worst-case scenario is you just have offensive woes. Just, oh, you know, you, your fans in the stands are just going, oh, my gosh, offensively, what's next? I mean, goodness. You know, you, Grant is not get, getting off. You know, he's not finding holes or the holes are not there. You know, yeah. it's just offensive woes. Basically what we saw in South South Carolina – from week one till they play Tennessee.
1: Yeah. There you go. And yeah, yeah. Just to quickly run through my worst case scenarios for for this team is you I mean, you've even said half of them, but quarterback carousel, you know, mm. say Thompson wins the job, he's a he's a turnover machine. You know what I mean? Week two or three here, we've we've made our way through the early portion of the season. We're we're getting accustomed to what it's gonna be for rule and just you you take out Thompson when he makes the mistakes. You bring in Sims and it's just more of the same. He can't get his legs going. Something that I think. It's a carousel. Nobody wins the job. You know, it's the it's the man by default or no one has separated. Mm. That's that's kind of been the issue that you see in the sport, not just at Nebraska. Uh the second and third ones just you kind of alluded to as well. You can't keep a quarterback upright. You can't make a single lane for Grant or for anyone to run through. And then conversely, you have zero push. You're not even threatening the opposing run game or certainly their quarterback they're just having all day to to operate against you and and you know both both trenches are just non-existent is is worst case and then lastly is this is going to be the one that that you just have to recruit through and and probably transfer a portal your way through until you really put some product out there on the field and I just my summarization of it was speed kills you've mm-hmm. got to flip the speed of that roster find a way man just find a way to infuse speed into that roster whether it's primarily on offense at receiver getting guys behind corners and across the middle and doing this and that or if you're just getting beat over the top or you're just, you know, unable to take things away from the opposing team and and things like that. You mentioned when you dropped the uh recruiting knowledge that you gave us for their last class, what was the number of was it defensive backs that was pretty strong or was it uh, defensive linemen?
0: Defensive backs, 5 of them.
1: 5 of them. Mm-hmm. They've got 27 defensive backs. And now that includes your safeties, but that's your corners, your slot guys, nickel, you know, safeties. They've got 27 defensive backs on, on their roster online. On of course, these things change during the off season. So it's probably trimmed down by the time, you know, by the time the season rolls around. 27 right. defensive backs on the roster. That's almost, I mean, that's pushing double some positions, which you've got like 14 defensive linemen. You've got 18 Linebackers, you got a good bit of offensive linemen to choose from. You should be able to find five, seven, maybe eight guys out of that 19. That can at least Mm. not be just a turnstile. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Seven
1: seven quarterbacks to to compete it out. 11 running backs are listed. I mean, that's, that's borderline Georgia Tech back in the day when Johnson was on his way out there. Yeah. And then you've got 12 tight ends listed and 20 receivers listed on your website right now. So listen find the guys that can do whatever it is find yourself five six wins on that on that scheduled minimum Show yeah. me that you're gonna give me something yeah that yeah. my dollar's still going somewhere
0: <laughs> yeah no kidding no kidding you know I think I think Nebraska is gonna look like the 2013 Tennessee volunteers as that's possible awesome. as in there's just not a lot of talent in the cupboard uh, but they played with their hair on fire. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. we 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 lost the close games, but we were competitive. Something we had we hadn't been. You know, we typically rolled over. And mm-hmm. I'm not comparing Scott Frost to Derek Dooley, but there just wasn't a lot of fight in Nebraska. Like it's almost yeah. became like it became part of the culture. So mm-hmm. I think Matt Col- Matt Rule is a culture guy. He's going to get that get that flipped. Um, and I look for I look for Nebraska to play with a lot of character, a lot of integrity, a lot of a lot of fight, a lot of grit. Um, excited to watch them this coming year, and I do want to say as we as we close this thing, predicting this for first year head coaches is a really tough task. Yeah, uh, this is incredibly hard. Just because you Absolutely. don't know, you you just don't know. Um, yeah, rule
1: rule could be one of the best the the ones that we have the most idea about when we you know I'd love to look back at these when when yeah. see how wrong and how right we are, and, <laughs> and rule could be one of the ones that we have the most sense of what we're going to get from as when you look at some of these others. So
0: yeah, it's gonna be yeah. fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So y'all be looking out uh for some more pandemonium rains episodes as as we as we tackle guys like Hugh Freeze and Dion Sanders and Luke Fickle, names of the such. But um one trivia question before we hop off here. You ready for this? Oh yeah. Putting you on the spot, man. When is the last time? And if you could tell me who it was, when's the last time Nebraska had a first round that hook? That's probably going to be in Dominican Sioux. That is a really close answer. Oh. That that would be twenty ten, and that is incorrect.
1: Okay, I have no further guesses. That I, I mean, I mean, I was so confident with that. You might as well <laughs> just, I mean, I don't even know. Go ahead.
0: Well, I I'll give you credit. So I started looking because I wanted I wanted to ask you this question. It's a lot of lot of second round guys. I think they had three of them, two of them last year. Like wow, t- Taylor Britt and and and. and I don't even know the other guys' names. Yeah. Um, 2011, Prince Amukamara.
1: Oh, Prince Amukamara. I'm so – I don't even know this sport, man. You did <laughs> a
0: co-host because you ain't got one of me. I hear you, man. You're beautiful. I ain't, I ain't nobody but you, not even my lady. Okay? Cause she, cause she don't have hair like you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Hey, we love you guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us and letting us tickle your ears wherever you're at. Thanks for listening to Pandemonium Rains again. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, follow us on Instagram, DTucker06. Follow Mike on Instagram, Michael, M I K E L B, Walker stands for Blake. 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 Make sure you follow us on the Twitter. Our Twitter platform is growing, Pandemo Reigns. Um, I don't know what your username
1: is. It's okay. I, I might know mine. I don't even know. Malker, <laughs> M A L K E R underscore. That's a good is. guess. There it Check is. out our, our podcast
0: Twitter. You'll find me in there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, Michael is roughing the feathers of, of, of Twitter world, so y'all yeah. make sure y- y'all give that a follow. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll be back hopefully later this week with part two of this series, either looking at Auburn or Colorado or Wisconsin. Don't know Thank yet, you. make sure you're tuned in. We love you guys. God bless. Go Vols. GBO.